Yes, we all love Liverpool, don't we? Welcome to LFC India Talk. This is our first episode of the season and today we'll be talking about the Spurs game and our transfer window. Joining me as always are Chintan, Biju and Gautam. Later in the show, we'll also be joined by Ajit to know his opinions on our new signings and take up few questions from our Facebook group and Twitter. Only one place to start really and that's our 3-0 win over Spurs. Chintan, what did you make of it? And as many in the media were predicting, it uh, didn't quite turn out to be uh, a Mario Balotelli show in the end, did it? Uh, thank you so much, Rahul. Uh, I, I was I was really excited to see Mario Balotelli, but then it do, it did not uh, be a dream debut for him as in scoring a goal on his debut. But then I was really impressed with the uh, you know shift he put in for uh, one hour or so in the match and. Uh, uh, it it also gave uh, Sturridge some freedom to roam around, and uh, he did very well actually for the first goal. And uh, overall, there was a good team play. One or two defensive uh, mistakes, but then Lovren uh, did catch up well, and uh, that save from Mignolet was for Nasser Chadli was uh, was brilliant. Overall, a good game, and uh, I was really impressed. I'm looking forward to Lalana making a debut next uh, week, hopefully. And uh, good times ahead. Yeah, uh, Biju, I'll I'll come to you next. But before going into the game, I'll I'll ask you about uh, about the screenings at dugout, which seem to be pulling a lot of numbers in uh, at a regular basis as well. So, could you give us a lowdown on uh, how things are going uh, down at the dugout? Uh, yes, uh, Rahul. New season. We have been waiting the you know three months wait for us. Uh, for the International World Cup was uh, t- too long for us to get uh, get the business started at dugout. All the fans were waiting and we got the opportunity to screen the Southampton game first and then uh, we got a big game. That was this first game to screen as Man City was a late night game here. Oh, The excitement was all over. We were planning to do the same, you know, uh, 5-0 at, uh, at White Hart Lane. But, uh, you know, they have a tough team and it was, uh, they had not lost uh, previous game. They had played pretty good football. So it was a very interesting and exciting match. Uh, we wanted a positive result and we got a great result, in fact. Uh, we could have actually scored about seven to eight goals because Spurs were really bad. Uh, but anyways, it was first game for Mario Balotelli, even for Sterling, couple of, uh, things that he can work on and he can improve and, you know, score every chance he gets. It, it was a brilliant game, amazing screening there in Bangalore, uh, Rahul. Yeah, uh, uh, Biju, you mentioned Sterling and uh, my next question uh, from Gotham would be definitely about Sterling. The way he seemed to glide past each and every player. And do you think that he has improved leap, leaps and bounds uh, from the from the time when he first came into the first team? Uh, <clears throat> Raul, you know, Sterling is a player I've been watching from when he was playing for the under-16s. And, uh, you know, there were games he has scored three, four, or even five goals in, in, in specific games. Um, and, you know, looking at the guy playing in under-16s, I don't find it as a surprise at all. Um, in Rather, under-16s and under-19s, I don't find it as a surprise at all that he is replicating that uh, in the first team and that he's elevated himself to a position um, that today he is one of uh, our key players. And with the departure of Suarez, um, I think his role uh, becomes all the more important because if you look at uh, our team today um, or, or our team last season, 
uh, you know, there was there was only one person who who we used to rely on to work the magic. Yes, there were other goal scorers like Sturridge, but when it comes to um, when when it comes to people who um, you know who do the magic, it's been Suarez. And with Suarez's departure, uh, the next uh, person who 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 whom we could call as the trickster uh, was Sterling. So now um, there is all the more responsibility on his shoulders to uh, you know give us some uh, some entertainment. And I think he's stepped it stepped it up brilliantly over the last uh, three games. And especially the Spurs game, like you said, yes, it could well be, uh, well, uh, could have been a goal of the season contender. Um, uh, but there's a lot more uh, that needs to come from him. Uh, it seemed at times that he was selfish and not uh, releasing the ball at the time it was supposed to be released. Um, there were a couple of uh, weak uh, passes. Uh, you know, there was a specific through ball which if he had put on to uh, Sturridge uh, with a proper uh, pass, you know, could have uh, put Sturridge clean through one on one. Um, so there are a couple of small things which he probably needs to alter in his game, uh, and I think he's going to be a brilliant asset for us. He already is a brilliant asset, and he's going to be one of the top players in the Premier League. Yes, Gautam, I most definitely agree with you there that if he continues to improve at the rate which he is improving right now, then he could turn out to be some player. Bijou, coming back to the main man Mario Balotelli, who made his debut. Do you think that he was a little off pace? I mean, not in regards to his work rate because that was exceptional. But uh, in terms of his finishing, I mean, he could have easily had two or three uh, goals. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could have had three or four goals. I mean, that's all if and buts we can talk about. But overall, I think for a uh, for him to come back to England and you know, uh, actually the pace of the game is totally different. Uh, I think he had a pretty good. Uh, uh, Debut, but yes, if he would have scored about, if he would have taken those chances that he got, uh, definitely he could have scored at least two goals that day. Yeah, Biju, uh, talking of uh, the new guys and taking up the chances, Chintan, first impressions on uh, our new fullback duo. Uh, Raul, uh, Mankio is uh, way, way, way better than Johnson defensively. I, I know he has a tendency of picking up a lot of yellow cards, but then that is acceptable because he is putting in a great shift. He is very pacey going forward as well and, uh, you know, he actually puts in a lot of sliding tackles, to be honest, uh, which we have not seen from Glenn Johnson for a while now. So, definitely an upgrade uh, on Glenn Johnson. Alberto Moreno, oh man, that goal reminded me of John Arnerise and it was, it was, it was just tailor-made, uh, for him, a dream, you know, to score just in the second match and, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to both of them and I hope that, you know, uh, Manquio goes, uh, a step forward in his next season, that is, he has a two-year loan deal with us and eventually signs with us. Yeah, you mentioned that goal by Moreno and I'd like to add that the guy had a extremely hectic debut against the champions on Monday and he had an injury as well. Could have easily, I mean, could have been easy for him to like, you know, sort of hide and not play, uh, but he played and in the post-match photos we saw that uh, he had ice, uh, ice pack and I, I just uh, heard the news that he has withdrew from Spain under-21 squad as well. Right now, so that goes on to show the character of the player, right, Gotham? It absolutely does. You know, uh, when when I saw Moreno pull up on the sidelines uh, against City, uh, I thought, you know, that was it. You know, we were losing um, because he had flashes of brilliance uh, coming in into that game. 
and i thought that was it you know we we finally had a, a very good uh, left back signed and uh, we're going to lose him to injury for a few months because you know injuries like that um, on uneven surfaces when you when the player pulls up on when the player pulls up on their own you know that it is actually an injury and they're not um, they're not faking it uh, to gain the other player a card or or uh, you know to gain a foul uh, <clears throat> so it was quite worrying then but then uh, seeing him come back into the lineup against spurs was was amazing and uh, you know after years um, you know after risa left we've struggled to um, replace uh, him and uh, you know we've signed four left backs five left backs after that uh, we've tried all sorts of combinations nothing has worked uh, it's too early to speak it's only been uh, three games into the season two games for moreno uh, early to speak but that goal that he scored was pretty amazing and that man has character not only that goal uh, going forward but even uh when when he tracks back this guy has the pace he has the determination and he has the power and he has the strength i think he is a great signing uh so far what we've seen in the first two uh, sorry the, the the second uh and the third game of the season i think he is going to be brilliant uh so let's 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 wait and watch and uh, like uh, what uh, chintan mentioned as well um the right back also looks good our full backs are are looking uh, really good now so let's hope for a good season yeah coming uh, biju coming from uh, from full backs to our central defending partnership uh, a lot of people on on the group and over the, over at twitter have been saying this that uh, why not play sahu and lovren together why not play uh, why not uh, try lovren at our, uh, right center back and all that and finally uh, rogers did have to do uh, go there and tried them and what is your first verdict of them uh, in in the match against spurs what what are the first impressions uh actually pretty good you know a lot of people will say i mean it's not right because uh, sako had a bad game initially you know first few touches uh, he actually misplays and pass it to the opponent but uh, looking at the last year's strategy as well every time that we have changed the last four that is the you know back four uh, the defense for the at least for one two games looks a bit shaky you know they have to get adjusted but uh, seeing lovren playing the rcb game was brilliant because you know mancio used to go ahead attack as well and you know sometimes he used to have problem tracking but but, but uh, you know lovren had uh, made sure that he was always there to take care of uh, that backup uh, we saw a couple of times in the spurs game lovren come back you know after you know um, mancio go ahead and if the, if he misses the player lovren was always there to cover it up so it was a good debut i think that formation works well but then i like to see skirtle more so skirtle and uh, lovren skirtle and sako soko and lovren these three things will you know uh, keep changing i guess according to be a and to add to that a uh, couple of skills shown by lovren uh, wherein you know he had uh, done a beautiful nutmeg on uh, an opposition player on the touch line in our uh, in our penalty box that was brilliant to watch actually and uh, one thing i i like to add regarding moreno is that not only that he he has the pace but he has a determination as gautam mentioned and that actually was uh, you know uh, how the goal happened actually he pressed and pressed townsend and townsend being one of the fastest in the spurs lineup uh, you know uh, and he just just blew him away 
went went in for like what 70 60 70 yards and then uh, it was a great finish so all in all uh, it it was it was a brilliant performance from moreno and lovren as well just apart from that chadley uh, opportunity that he you know gave up but then uh, i i was really impressed by the back four yeah moving on from the back four to our deep lying playmaker our captain fantastic stevie uh he, in in many people's opinion he had a bit of an off game he gave up possession on more than one occasion during first half and uh, his usually reliable long diagonal balls also seemed to be a bit off target on the day gotham what did you make of uh, yeah, stevie's performance he did lose uh, frustratingly uh, possession for uh, you know quite a few uh, times in the first half uh, but you know I, i think it was it was a complete off day for gerard but i think uh, we had uh, more than uh, more than uh, enough players making up for uh, his uh, mistakes and specifically uh, speaking we spoke about lobren he had a brilliant game um, anything any any uh, issues or any uh, thing that uh, any mistakes that gerard had made he was there to cover that up uh, but again coming back to gerard i think uh, you know we saw in the city game as well and in the uh, and in the southampton game he is still a very integral part of the team um and uh, all of the players that that we've got in that position who are capable of playing in that position are not capable of what he is capable of even at this age uh i think i think you know that that vision and the long passing range the passing accuracy um i don't think uh, i don't think there's there is a player right now in our in our ranks uh, who's capable of doing that so he is still very much a key player to us uh, obviously he's the captain and very inspirational one at the most uh, but you know watching gerard for the last uh, 12 years that i've been a liverpool fan uh, you can clearly see um, you know that his peak was during uh, you know from from 2005 from the champions league win year to about 2008 2009 you can clearly see that uh, with age he has um, deteriorated in terms of you know his determination and his pace and power uh but i think his ability is something that he still retains and he's a very uh key player for us uh, still which we saw in the southampton and the uh, city game yes spurs was an off day uh but there's still a lot more to come from uh, from the captain and also the penalty which uh, which uh, he slotted in uh, pretty uh, coolly even under pressure so uh you know that is something that uh, that is something that you know we we still treasure and uh, yeah so that that's my take on it i think he's still a very key player for us and uh, i'm very uh, skeptical about us finding a replacement in the next year or so but uh, in brendan petras and uh, i'm sure he will replace gerard uh, soon enough uh but to be honest the team is actually very pacey now you know compared to four years back or five years back uh, we are playing uh, you know very fast football and uh, gerard i wouldn't say really old uh but yes he is a little slow to start up with but again uh, i don't think so we 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 can even glo- uh, go close to talking of replacing uh, gerard there because all the experienced players like pepe reina agar as well as uh, you know suarez even though it was just two years uh, have left the 
you know, uh, team. We need someone with experience and none other than Gerard. And trust me, you need a leader on the pitch. And yes, uh, you have to play him in one role that is right now, that is the uh, CDM deep-lying player that uh, we played played him last year. Uh, that is the best role he can play. And Sterling and uh, Markovic, uh, we haven't seen much of Markovic. But if we if we have these two guys on trigger run, Lovren and uh, Gerard can just do that back, you know, that long-range passes for us to counter-attack and get some goals as well. So I think Gerard will be a key player this season as well. But yes, uh, we need to, you know, make sure that, you know, he gets enough rest as well. We need to think about the Champions League fixtures and, uh, you know, get Can ready up to, you know, uh, take up his role for a few few small games. So that is required, but Gerard is not going anywhere, at least not this season. He's not going into the bench for sure. Yeah, uh, moving moving on very nicely from uh, Gerard to obviously the person without whom these days uh, any any Liverpool uh, game analysis uh, will be incomplete. Uh, that is Jordan Henderson, and obviously uh, I'd like to mention Joe Allen as well, who had a fucking boss game there. Chintan, what do you make of these two uh, playing ahead of uh, 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 Steven Gerrard? Uh, um, I've been a huge, to be very honest, I've been a huge fan of uh, Jordan Henderson since last season. Uh, the way he has rejuvenated himself and, you know, rebuilt his career and actually is now an irre- irreplaceable part of the team, apart from obviously Steven Gerrard. Uh, but uh, he had an amazing, amazing game. That pass for the Sterling goal and, uh, you know, uh, the overall energy that he shows is 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 actually radiating. I mean, even for people, you know, who might be a bit, uh, you know, uh, lazy to start off, his energy is very key. Joe Allen uh, also had a brilliant game, no doubts about it. But then I I don't see him as, uh, you know, he is an important member, don't get me wrong. But then uh, he he is uh, someone who will get, will have to be on sidelines to accommodate uh, Adam Lanana if we are going ahead with this formation. And uh, Sterling, he has made this number 10 role uh, for himself. He has Taylor made it and that run that you mentioned uh, uh, previously, that run and but the poor finish, he needs still still needs to work on the finish. And uh, talking about that uh, particular incident, I love the quote that Vr said that you know he he uh, you know danced around like Ricky Vias and you know uh, <laughs> had a shot like Ricky Gervais. So that was pretty funny. And overall, overall, uh, I'm I'm really impressed by the you know uh, Spurs game. Going on to uh, the two subs, uh, which we uh, sorry three subs actually, which we brought on, Chan Markovic and obviously uh, Jose Enrique made an appearance after a really long time. What did you make of the performance of the subs? Uh, really mixed emotions there. I think uh, as far as the Spurs game is concerned, uh, Chan had a good game. Uh, Markovic seemed. Uh, you know, a, a far shadow of what he was uh, against City. He had a couple of brilliant touches and, and, you know, we saw flashes of brilliance in that game. Uh, in this first game, you know, he came in, we had a comfortable lead. So it, it looked more like, um, you know, and, and Markovic was played on the right hand side as soon as he came, came along. Sterling continued playing on the left. Uh, it looked like he was more there for supporting Mankilo because Mankilo was already on a, on a yellow. 
and uh, it was more like uh, BR had asked uh, Markovic, you know, you have the legs, you can go forward, you can track back, you can run quick. Um, so just make sure that you're covering Mankilo enough because uh, he has uh, he has the yellow. Uh, and I think that was a great move by Rogers. And I think that is where Markovic was contained. I think he was um, given a job, and I think he has done that job. So a lot of people, uh, you know, I heard during the game were saying, you know, where's Markovic? He's absent. He's not moving. Uh, you know, was it just a one-game wonder? But I think he was given a job by Brendan Rogers, and that is to help Mankilo uh, and to keep Mankilo on the pitch at the same time. You know. Uh, uh, ensuring that uh, there is some movement going forward to try and get our fourth and fifth goals if, if that's a possibility. So I think that is a clear job. As far as Chan is concerned, again, uh, I think Chan also put in a decent uh, shift, but I have slightly more mixed feelings about Chan, spe- specifically after his performance against City. Uh, that dive totally unnecessary, uh, you know, at 3 0 down, and uh, I'm not sure what that was uh, going to achieve there really. Uh, I think Chan is someone who's still uh, yet to prove himself, and uh, we'll see. We'll see in, in, in for games in the future, and uh, we'll see how he's going to bide with uh, you know with the brilliant performances that Allen and Henderson have been putting in. Uh, and, and like Biju mentioned, he Chan might be an option for smaller games where we need to uh, rest uh, Gerard and uh, you know use Gerard for more challenging Champions League games where we need an inspirational person on the pitch. As far as uh, Enrique is concerned, um, I think it was just uh, to give Enrique a runabout, really. I think just two games in Moreno is cemented his place as the first choice uh, left back. Um, again, considering we are in the Champions League and we need, you know, we are, we are in two other competitions as well, um, which is the FA Cup and the League Cup. Um, we do need squad depth and we do need to give a runabout to all our players when we are in comfortable positions in the Premier League. So that's my take on the three uh, substitutions. Overall, good. Uh, Chan, mixed emotions. We'll see how it goes. Uh, apart from this first game, uh, transfer window slammed shut on uh, on uh, on the next day of our game. So we'll talk about uh, transfers a bit uh, now. Uh, firstly, coming on to the ones who, who who left us during this transfer window. There won't be any other place to start apart from the man who provided a lot of funds and provided a lot of magic during last season uh, to the team. Uh, Luis Suarez, what do you make of his departure, Biju? Um, well, I don't know what to say for what not. Uh, I mean... Honestly, if you look at it, the last time we started doing the uh, podcast, this was one of the biggest issues we, we spoke of. What if Luis Suarez, because he was already doing some, you know, talks with the media and uh, he who was interested to join Real Madrid last year, uh, and we were just wanting him to finish one season with us, just one season. I think he did it. He got out of here. He want his dream was to, you know, be in whatever, La Liga to play with Real Madrid or Barcelona, he's gone there, I would just wish him all the best, nothing more. And uh, yeah, he gave us a lot of funds, that's, that's one thing we could say, we got a better depth uh, in the squad, but yes, we do miss his magic, and it's going to be th- there for a while, I'm sure, you know, it's uh, how to train your dragon part two for Brendan Rodgers, you know, <laughs> I mean, we got Balotelli, we need to get the best out of him, so... All the best for him and let's look at positive. There are a lot of things said and done about Suarez. A lot of people say it was all planned. A lot of people say it was very bad for him to go ahead and do it at World Cup. Whatever said and done, it's done. We got the money. We got some proper, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, squad depth. I wouldn't use the word replacement because honestly, I feel that it's impossible to replace a player exactly as it was. We can impla- we can replace the you know <coughs> work re- work that he was doing by by you know giving get giving two new players chance, and that's what we have done. I hope we we play beautiful football like last year and get as many goals possible. Yeah, uh, moving on from Suarez, because a lot, a lot of things have already been said and written about him already. So it would be more like beating a dead horse by going over him uh, in detail. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about uh, two, uh, two more, uh, you know, senior figures of the dressing room which moved on this summer. Chintan, what did you make of departure of uh, Pepe Reina and uh, Daniel Lager? I mean, uh, Pepe Rena's move was all, always on the cards after his, you know, farewell letter last season. But then I think he should have stayed and, uh, you know, given enough competition that would have been the right attitude coming. But then again, you don't expect that from uh, from a guy who has been uh, there for almost six to seven years with us and then, you know, immediately replaced uh, at one point of time. But then let's not go into the details. We don't want to pinpoint any fingers at anyone. But then I'm really happy that, you know, uh, he, he has uh, done what he wanted. Same goes for Daniel Lager. He could have easily stayed because we've, uh, you know, uh, we are competing in a lot many uh, games this season, a lot many uh, competitions this season. And, and, you know, actually he could have done uh, a Jordan Henderson, I would say. Uh, you know, rejuvenated his career because he has the ability and, you know, uh, he has the confidence, he has the experience of playing uh, in Liverpool and uh, he could have actually, you know, uh, dethroned uh, Lovren or Sako easily out of uh, their places because we have seen that, you know, if the, if the players are willing to perform, a 33-year-old uh, Jamie Carragher can, you know, uh, come in and, you know, uh, make uh, Daniel Agar bench uh, for six months or so. I think uh, Agar could have done being a 29 year old it was it was really easy for him but then i am really happy that you know he hasn't gone to a uh, you know rival team or another team and i re- actually I, I respect his decision to go back to his home that is bronby and uh, i wish him all the best yeah definitely uh, wishing him all the best he has been a terrific servant to the club uh, moving on from daniel agar cause uh, the more we we explore uh, Daniel Agar territory, the more sentimental I think I'll get. So, coming on to the three uh, three lads uh, which which left us uh, apart from these three guys, uh, Martin Kelly, Jack Robinson and Conor Cody. Uh, Gotham, what did you think? I mean, was it, I mean, sort of like uh, a bridge too far for, for them to sort of like feature in the first team and it, it was a good move for all of the parties involved for these three guys to move on because you you've seen a lot of academy players over the years um Raul, as far as uh, Connor Cody and Connor Cody was a very promising player you know he was uh, captaining and um, and and the thing is you know we do expect these people to step uh, up and you know considering Connor Connor Cody is someone who who captained Sterling as well you know while Sterling has come up the ranks he is one of the key players now you know you would expect the captain of the team to to come up as well and step up and you know fill fill their shoes but um, you know that, that's that's how football is you know it happens that um, you know, you are a key part of an under-19 team or an under-16 team or an under-21 team. Uh, and, um, you know, when you are asked to step up and play for the first team, uh, you know, you may you may just not fit 
uh, the the bill and uh, again also it happens with uh, manager changes uh, Cody has been through a couple of managers at uh, at Liverpool um so maybe there's something that Rodgers did not see in him that you know Cody could not uh, provide uh, and considering we have uh, enough competition for places um there already you know with with guys like Lucas Gerrard we have Chan Allen and Henderson so you're not going to probably get through um you know ranks like that so it's probably uh, you know just a mutual uh, agreement uh, i think Cody might have thought it best for him to move and uh, search greener pastures where we will, where he will probably get first team football and um, and then you know uh, prove himself there and then probably get back to a bigger club if he's able to prove himself um in the case of robinson um i was not very uh, convinced about robinson in the first place yes he had a couple of good games for the first team as well um just a couple of good shifts coming in as uh, you know backups mainly not really a, 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 you know not really a, a squad player uh so somewhere i think robinson i think again similar to cody i think that they needed to be uh, you know it, it was probably a mutual understanding that you know he will he will get more first team football elsewhere again same thing we have been able to recruit more people in those positions our full backs uh you know we have good full backs and we have we have decent enough cover uh, for those full backs as well uh, in the squad as we speak so i think i think we are pretty fine there uh same thing with kelly kelly again uh, kelly was a very promising uh, prospect i thought uh, you know he played brilliant at times uh, and you know when there was uh, there was at certain point in time when dalglish was in charge there was um, even quite good competition or even when uh, rafa was in charge there was good competition between johnson and kelly for places and somewhere i thought that kelly would make the cut uh, and get the choice uh, get the nod over johnson uh because i i believe he was definitely much better defensively than uh, than johnson i think kelly should definitely have been uh used more uh he was also good going forward but i think the only place where he probably lacked was his dribbling ability and his crossing ability but otherwise i think defensively he was a much better player than uh, than glen johnson i would have definitely uh, like to uh, like to have seen him as uh, number one choice uh, right back now um but no complaints there as well because we have a good player in in makilo but Kelly was really a disappointment was a letdown from where he was uh, when he started off with the first team yeah definitely um, and and also i think that injuries somewhere also played a bit of spoil sport in in kelly's case cause uh, i mean he because of the injuries he didn't progress as much as uh, many of the academy on lookers such as you would have wanted no absolutely you you're, you're absolutely right injury was uh, was a major concern for uh, Kelly where he couldn't uh, really progress um and i think i think once he was uh, once he had recovered from his uh, you know injury uh, issues i think there were other people who had already picked up his berth and you know got the nod ahead of him so bad luck to kelly and uh, uh there was one one very promising player all right so uh, going from the players who have departed from the club on a permanent deal uh, to the ones we have signed during the summer uh due to due to few timing constraints we won't be able to talk about the ones uh, who have went out on loan uh, but but we'll definitely save that discussion for a later podcast uh oh and uh, joining us now to talk about the new boys on the block for his podcast debut with us is uh, is ajit so jumping in straight into it guys uh, let's start with very much a romantic signing uh, lambert i agree yes yes So I think uh, he's someone who'd give his heart and soul for the club. 
I know everyone's talking about his age and how he's 32 years old and he might not be up and running throughout the games. But I think he's going to be a, a very good value addition, especially when we are running out of ideas in the last 30 and when we need a goal. Because I think in the in this season as well, when we saw him coming on, he brought out a lot of change. And uh, a change as in we can now pump in more balls into the box, assuming that he's here and he'll give us that height and those headers in. I think that will free up storage a bit. And that will free up uh, Sterling a bit. And that's definitely going to make a difference in the long run. Yeah, uh, you mentioned, uh, I mean, bringing something new to the table. And we also saw that uh, something similar in, in the Saints game as well, right? Uh, Correct, yes. Yeah. But uh, moving on to two of his teammates uh, whom we have brought into the club during the transfer window, Adam Lanana and uh, Dejan Lovren. Uh, Biju, what do you think, uh, I mean... Sort of both of them overpriced, but hey, when Welbeck is going for 16 million, who cares, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say Welbeck is going for 16 and uh, Andy Carroll is 35. Let's not compare, you know, comparing is not our job right now. Because if you look at it, we have also got a striker on note for 6 million for our opponent. So let's not go on deals that's happened, uh, you know before or that is happening elsewhere. What I would like to say is, uh, one good thing is, uh, Lovren, you know, he had a great, he had a great season last time with Southampton. And when we got him, uh, we could see that the leadership and uh, the quality that he's bringing in uh, when it comes to defend, as a defender, it's been brilliant. And no comments on Lalan as, as of now because, uh, he's the highest paid player uh, that we bought and, uh, we haven't seen him doing or playing with a Liverpool jersey yet. So we'll only decide about him once he plays for us because there's no point in talking about his past abilities. He was brilliant. He was a, he was the best 70 minute player in EPL if you look at it, if you look at the stats and if, if you look at the effort and the key passes he used to give for his teammates. Yeah. But Lovren, very confident, very uh, leadership material and he's put one or two foot wrong so far in the all, th- in all three games that he have played. Yep, most definitely agree with you there, Biju, that uh, Lovren is sort of the signing, sort of the player which we have been missing ever since Kara retired and uh, Brendan has spoken at length about him uh, and about his uh, leadership qualities which he brings to the team and and I noticed during the Spurs game that uh, it has started to rub off onto other players as well. I noticed that uh, Mignolet was shouting at people and telling them to get out of his box as soon as the ball was cleared. Uh, and next up, guys, uh, let's let's talk about uh, Moreno. I I know that we uh, we had a long discussion about his ability, his goal, his character. But uh, just to take a quick opinion on uh, what what did Ajit has made up of him during uh, during the past two games which he has played. Yeah, Moreno has been a revelation. I mean, I I've read everywhere that that run and the goal he scored is just reminiscent of how how John Anna John Anna Risa was for us, and I think he was one of the top favorites and he's been one of the most brilliant signings ever for Liverpool in the last two decades. I think I see glimpses of him in there, and he's so young and I think we've always perennially had a left back problem. Enrique could cope up for some time until he got injured. But then again, there it was open and people had to fill in for that role. But I think uh, with Moreno in and him, 22, and already with eight caps under his belt, I think is uh, going to be a long-term solution for our left-back problem. His energy is, 
is amazing. As we could see, we, he could run the length of the pitch and, and, and what, what a finish that was. I mean, uh, that is easily one of the goal of the month contenders right there. And if he can pop in like another five or six as being a fullback, I think he's doing a perfect job. In terms of his defensive responsibilities, uh, yeah, he did have a mistake, uh, in one of his games, but I think his attitude is right, you know, and he came back and to, uh, and he also scored a goal just to show that, okay, I did something wrong last week, but this week I'm going to show you guys what I'm truly made of. That attitude is brilliant and I love everything about him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's the character of the player that shines through and through. And Kiju, you mentioned about, uh, about Lalana coming in and waiting on his performances, how, how he, uh, sort of like we are waiting on him to deliver uh, a player. I mean, sort of like in a similar mold, uh, Lazar Markovic, what, what do you, what do you make of his signing? Yeah, uh, to look at it, yes, 20 million is a huge uh, price to pay for a player, uh, who do, you, who honestly I don't know much of. I only have seen him in the Europa League game and a couple of other games once he was linked, uh, had to YouTube, we won't see him, how he plays, what he does. Uh, the few things that we have understood uh, of Lazar is he's a very confident lad and uh, he's someone who sets goals for himself and he wants to achieve it. Uh, by the talks that he has already made, he wants to be a champion and uh, I think uh, he sees that in Liverpool and uh, I think we can work with him and you know achieve, achieve that goal. And yes, uh, the first time when he came in we were actually three down uh, three down against City and the coolness that he showed on the pitch showed some character he's pretty cool he can take pressure and he did have a first uh, a good game but the second game when he had already uh, when he came in we were already 3-0 up at that time he just had to pass the ball and he did make some runs in the back uh, did some defending as well but again you cannot judge anything because he just was uh, just a you know another brick on the wall passing around making sure that we had the possession uh, his job was not much for the Spurs game but seeing the look of a 20 million price tag the way he has spoken I think we've got a good player for ourselves yeah, uh, both of you mentioned character and uh, Brendan has also talked about uh, the, the type of players which he has wanted to bring into the team during the summer. And they can... I just want to add one word. Yeah, I yeah, think, sure, sure, know, sure. Go ahead. Unlike any other team, we didn't actually have to wait for uh, the last day to make uh, the key decisions because we had purposely, I mean, seriously planned about a few of the buys, I think, by the end of last season. And also, if you look at uh, the players we have bought, as uh, Gautam and we, I was discussing, uh, he said that it's the grit of the player that we got to look at, not about the talent or the prize. Brendan has assigned everyone who's got the grit and the josh, like, you know, they want to do things here. And if you look at everyone, I mean, honestly, we have the best youth team, if you look at it. Four years down the line, if this team gets along playing together week in and week out, they know the team very well, the telepathy is good. I think we will be the best team on the in the world. I mean, we can compare ourselves with Bayern as well. If the team gets along, I'm talking about from right now, we can build something very, you know, can actually indestructible. Because I completely agree squad. with uh, Biju there. I think uh, the, what I'm very, very happy with is having a young and dynamic manager in Brendan. And when he came out and said that the team is a star and not any single player, I completely adored him for that. Because I think uh, he's trying to set a new philosophy in here. 
And I think that is definitely a philosophy that is going to win us a lot of trophies, hopefully in the future. And uh, the way he has brought in players and make, bringing him onto his own philosophy, I think even Mario Balotelli, whom I'm sure we'll talk about in some time, the way he's made him defend corners is just amazing because I think everyone is buying into his philosophy. It's just that they have a leader now to follow firmly. And I think the way he has uh, shaped up players, especially when I look at the signing of Lazar Markovic, I see that he is a player who's hungry, who never stops. And I saw him pressing down in both in the City game as well as our last game against uh, against Spurs. So so the thing is, uh, he has those deft touches. He's very young. He's 20 years old. He's comes, he comes from Benfica, which produces some of the finest players in Europe. And I think Brendan is handpicking these people to fit his philosophy, and I think our scouting network has improved by bounds, yeah. Speaking of character, guys, there are very few characters in the world football who are as big or even on the same level as our last summer signing, that is Mario Balotelli. And uh, uh, what do you think, Ajit, he will bring on, bring into the team as, as a player, as as a character, what what sort of impact uh, do do fans expect him to have? Apart from uh, being the Marcus signing and uh, someone who uh, basically takes the brand a little bit forward, I think that's what Marcus signings are for. But I think uh, Balotelli, uh, I mean, if not handled the right way, could be trouble. But I think Brendan knows how to handle him because we've seen him handle Sturridge. We've seen him talk down to Sterling. I think... He's, he's managed one of the most controversial players of our time, Suarez. So I think Brendan knows how to tackle these hotheads. I think in the very first game, I saw a very huge change in attitude in Balotelli. Like I mentioned before, Balotelli actually defending corners. So that is something that I've never seen before. And if Brendan is able to bring that out of him, that player has got everything. He's got the physique, he's got the build, he's got the technique, he's got the shots, he's got the goals, he's got those wow factors. Everything is under his belt. Only thing he needs to get is get around is keeping his head in the game and working on his attitude. And I think I'm not not just going to mention Brendan here. I think a psychiatrist is also going to play a, a huge role in yeah, making Steve sure Peters. that definitely yeah Steve Peters is definitely going to be a key man here. As long as he's able to keep. Balotelli in check, I think he's going to do some wonders for us here. Coming on from Balotelli, obviously you'd want to talk about him, Biju. Uh, but uh, also, uh, could you take us through, I mean, we have been longing for uh, for uh, a really combative physical mid, uh, midfield presence. And we certainly seem to have uh, got one in uh, Emre Chan. Uh, we have uh, definitely got one. He he looks big, strong, uh, and he looks like a player who wants to win the ball. And uh, I think uh, he has to wait for uh, uh, us to see him perform because right now I don't want to break uh, the chance of Allen getting to play because he is a very crucial player. Even in the last year, first year, first podcast, when everybody said who is the player that you think will make difference, I had told Allen because even at that time. I had I had the same feeling about him. Like even though he's not physically that fit, if he gets chance, he's going to make sure he makes the best use of it. And I think uh, we need to stick on to the same thing. And Chan, as I told, as a replacement for uh, Steven Gerrard in small games, uh, if we can rest Steven Gerrard. Other than that, I would still go with you know uh, Stevie Hendo and Allen playing together. 
if not Coutinho. So he's 1921, yeah, 2021, I guess. So he will get a lot of chance here this time in the you know Capital One uh, competition that we are in, and uh, we, need, <laughs> we need players uh, to play that. Uh, it's gonna be a tough competition, guys. I'm sure we are all aware of that. Uh, it's like, as I told, uh, the opposition are pumping steroids and uh, we are just, you know, going to work with these young lads and make sure we beat them out of grit. Yeah, but one thing I noticed in Emre Chan is he's got that physicality. He's like he's like the German Yaya Toure for me. I mean, maybe we are uh, being too premature and concluding that he's going yeah, to be yeah. the next big thing. I, I think that's coming my way, but... Uh, I honestly have seen him play a few games in Leverkusen and I think he's done a brilliant job there. I mean, I think he can always be used to rotate in PL games as well, Premier League games as well. Because Alan yeah, Orlando... I mean, he can always play the rotating role, definitely. Uh, but uh, I don't mind even if you, you know Liverpool benches him a lot and I hope he has the patience to play because he's very young. And for his role right now, see what happened last season as well. A lot of people don't have the right opinion about uh, Alan because uh, Hendo performed very well, right? So if Endo had a bad season, then people would have seen Alan's performance. Luckily, that didn't happen and I'm really happy to discover Endo and also Coutinho being uh, right there. So, But right now in hierarchy, I would rather go with Alan getting more chance than Emre Shan. Emre Shan, as uh, we told, right? He's young, so I think he has to have the patience. Even I was even watching for him to be loaned. Uh, don't mind. But good that we held on because we lost uh, Texheria, one, one of the you know youth that I wanted to see in first team. All right, uh, guys, uh, we signed a forward as well, uh, Divok Origi from uh, Lille. So Ajit, what do you think of uh, Divok Origi? Origi, I think uh, when I watched him in the World Cup, I, that was the first time I ever knew about this guy because I've never heard of his name before, and then. Uh, and then it happened that the rumor started and then that Liverpool were looking at him. And then I started following it even more. And I think he had a very fine World Cup. To be able to display someone of uh, Lukaku's uh, caliber is definitely very... Uh, and he's also very, very young. He's just 19 years old and he has the whole world ahead of him. I think it was a very shrewd piece of business. I, I am very sure that his transfer value will go up and his performance will definitely define him. And uh, so I think... Lille is also a very good move. He's already familiar with the system there. He's already played there for some seasons. And uh, the best, I mean, they are not the best part, but another part is he will get some European uh, games under his belt through Europa League. So I think overall it's been a very good signing. Uh, I'm hoping that this one is one of those rough diamonds, which will take some time, but will definitely be one of the future superstars. Lille, as we know, are also in the... In 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 the same group uh, as Everton, as Everton so, yes. yeah, so we'll get the same uh, for sure. Uh, anywho, uh, coming on to the questions from the group, and honestly speaking, a lot of uh, we've we've had a lot of them. So obviously, due to the timing constraints, we won't be getting. Uh, I mean, uh, to take the take take all of the questions in this podcast, we'll we'll try to take uh, two or three. Uh, but honestly speaking, most of these questions. Are, uh, are regarding our signings, which we have discussed uh, in quite a detail in quite detail just now. Uh, it seems to be, uh, you know, people uh, 
sort of like going on about signing uh, about signings in our transfer window and forgetting about ENR and i think i should we should start uh, ENR uh, fan club soon uh, yeah, so definitely because <laughs> he has that done, man has been brilliant he has done, yeah he has he has done a really really great job uh, to be honest so uh, coming on to the question now uh, one of the questions which has come and uh, this will be of very interest to biju actually because uh, uh, this is uh, from arvind lakshmanan and he has asked how important is alan hindo to our diamond formation uh, honestly if you asking me I, I, if i was brendan rogers i would play gerard in the deep left and right uh, totally totally you know taken care of by alan and hendo they i mean people, someone was telling me uh, after the uh, spurs game you know what alan just had four touch i was, my only reply to him that if i is that so i didn't know that but thank you so much just within four touch he could actually make every opponent whoever got ball sweat sweated off you know to keep possession he did a wonderful job that's why even i nominated alan as uh, the man of the match if you look at the post because he has got it he and hendo exactly know what they have to do okay it's not about the stats it's not about getting goals or assists it's about being there and making sure that the opponent loses the possession and steve is always there once we have gone back once the attack is on steve is always there to trigger the long shot now lovren as well can do that for sterling and you know markovic to run in and make those counter attacks i think you know i think it's a fair question and my answer is yes we have to play allen and uh, you know um hendo with stevie right back and as i told you emery chan once in a while come back and play that role and now that lalana is coming uh, so lalana markovic starich balotelli oh my god i can't even think of being brendan rogers who to play who not to but yes this year this season i would like to win most of the games uh, with this formation that is uh, you know endo um gerard and uh, allen in the center yeah definitely uh, a problem of uh, a headache of actually uh, riches for rogers to look ahead to this season it's a good problem to have yeah definitely <laughs> much much better than the last season when we didn't know if someone gets injured who will come in and play Uh, at least we don't have to, uh, you know, look at the bench and see Victor Moses is warming. And ask fast. Yeah, and ask fast, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to the next next question, guys. Uh, a lot of these seem to be uh, related to uh, sort of like Daniel Agar going out, which we discussed about uh, in in the pod previously. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and it seems to be a fair point as well, Ajit, that uh, we, now that Agar is Agar has moved on and Ilori and uh, Coates have went on uh, went out on loan. So, do we seem a little bit short short in that uh, center center uh, center back uh, department? Yeah, I think uh, Tiger leaving was definitely a dagger through my heart. Uh, I I'm still not over it. so i'm not going to talk much about agar i'm just going directly to the formation but so yeah i think uh, we are might be slightly short on center backs i mean people might argue that other midoff four clubs might have lesser center backs than us and lesser quality than us but i think we have uh, dejan lovren who will probably be a sure starter followed by skirtle and sako and then we have colo toure and that four is our center back line and I, even in our academy i don't think we have anyone who can step into the first team right now although we can risk it but i'm not sure if there is anyone who's solid enough to step into the first team right now 
So when I look at these four center backs, and I think about, especially because uh, the way that Brendan always changes his formations once in a while to show, uh, I mean, to probably put teams off the hook. So when I see them maybe play a, a three at the back formation, because we did that last season, mm-hmm. maybe not so successfully, but we definitely did that last season. And if we are to experiment one, with one of those formations, and if we have we fall short, right? Already we have shot of uh, Skirtle in the back, and uh, Sako kind of looks error prone and is not yet comfortable in that position. So I'm a little bit worried because our greatest concern last season was the defense because we led in 50 goals. And that is certainly not a good stat for us to have. And I think Lovren is going to bring a lot of his organizing capabilities into the game. He's going to organize the back four. That's definitely good. But I'm still a little skeptic about that. Especially if there's an injury that is striking one of our centre-backs, it's definitely going to be a little worrisome. But I think uh, Brendan will accordingly change the formations and rotate the players to make sure that the team is ticking. Yeah, adding to that thing, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, including myself, we question that, you know, just after five years of wait for, you know, uh, Daniel Agger, he finally got the chance to play European football with Liverpool. It could have been awesome for him to stay one more season and Colo probably could have gone to those, uh, the Turkish team that was interested in him. Turkish team, I believe so. Okay. So, however, uh, uh, I think it was a deal that was uh, totally planned and Agar also was one of the reasons that, you know, he also wanted to leave now if, if, if later he wanted to play for his, you know, team that he, you know, grew up playing with. Uh, I think it's a sad decision, but it happened, but um, we can always call back if there is really uh, a shortage of uh, defenders. I think we can call back Lori. He may add some value too. Yeah. And I think we have Lloyd Jones still available. He can play a game or two. He's not that bad. He's a good kid. And Ryan McLaurin is gone for a loan. I think we have uh, Lloyd Jones. And I don't know about Sama. Is he on loan? Sama, or is, uh, Sama has, has, been yeah, Sama has been released. Has been released. Funny that you uh, mentioned uh, Elori. He has like played in four different leagues in in last two two and a half years hasn't he yeah so yeah 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 he has gained a lot he should have gained a lot of different experiences and you uh coming back to the questions guy is uh one, we'll take one final question and uh this this is uh this is actually from abhishek bells uh, Belsare, I, I hope, yeah, Belsare, I hope that I'm pronouncing it right and he won't, uh, you know, come to my house to kill me. Anyway, uh, this question is, uh, I mean, in uh, really short, but uh, I'll, I'll like to know uh, both Ajit and uh, Biju's opinion uh, on this one. Why is our defense so leaky? And uh, is it is it something that has got to do with the, the ethos or the formation which we play? Or is it something uh, that uh, Rogers that comes as a package with Rogers that we are going to play attractive football? We are not going to care too much about uh, how many goals we concede. We are always going to go ahead and look for more goals than the opposition. Ajit, uh, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, last season that was a philosophy. We were like, okay, we go all attack, we play some beautiful football, we score, we outscore our opponents and we still win. So that was uh, definitely, I think, the Rogers philosophy. 
uh, I think we did play the best football in the Premier League and probably all of Europe. I I can even dare to say. But uh, right now, I think he has addressed his concern. The main concern being the defense and that 50 goals inside. I mean, conceding 50 goals is definitely not going to take us to the title. So I think he has come to terms with that. Uh, there have been people <coughs> talking about uh, maybe appointing a defense coach and maybe talk about maybe strengthening it that way. I think formation-wise, we are uh, playing one of the most standard formations which all players are familiar with. But it also goes to say that Brendan has invested in a lot of new uh, signings, especially in the defensive departments with Mankio coming in, with Moreno coming in, with Lovren coming in. So I think he understands that the, our defense is leaky and we need to fix it. But I think uh, one of the reasons why our defense is leaky is because of uh, individual errors that we have seen and which have kind of given me nightmares. Some of some of the errors that were caused by Skirtle in the last season and Colo to raise howlers. So I think individual errors are something that they need to work on personally at an individual level so that the defense coach can directly deal with it and uh, talk about positioning as well. One of the other things, I think Dejan Lovren is easily our best centre-back right now. Uh, Skirtle is easily a second, but the concern with him is uh, he does score a lot of goals, but he gets caught out of position at times and he overcompensates and might that might lead to an error. And Sako, Sako is a very good uh, distributor of the ball, but there have been a lot of nervy moments and those nervy moments might cost us this season. So I think I, it's not just the defenders that are all about the defense, but I think Mignolet, as the goalkeeper, needs to sound out, needs to communicate more with the defenders. I think that is something that Mignolet, I've seen this season, has been doing more. I've seen him shouting more often than he has last season. Last season, there have been a lot of those errors because of lack of communication. But I think this season, Mignolet is starting to starting to talk, starting to shout, sounding out defenders, asking fullbacks to cover. So I think that communication is going to be definitely very <coughs> important for us to make sure that our defense is not as leaky as last year. Yeah, Biju, uh, would like to uh, know your take on uh, on this yeah. leaky defense. A leaky defense is something that I did not expect last season. If you look at the bias, you know, players we bought, it was Sako, uh, Laurie, and we were try- trying to actually focus on defenders and you know make our uh, you know team more defensively strong. Last year as well, the squad was uh, mainly to make. Uh, sorry, for a defensive thing, but then it totally it went wrong. And if you if you look at last season as well, the first four games we won out of one zero one zero, and it was just get that one goal and then you know save the three points. But then later, once we started changing the defense formation, every time we changed it, we had issues with communication. Uh, Minole was a new keeper who came in, and his uh, strengths are he's a stop short stopper. But uh, he was too adamant or he was too reluctant of coming out of the goal and trying to make those saves. Uh, and he, he he also has one quality that I want him to improve on is to catch the ball rather than, you know, try to punch in. Because most of the times he tr- throws a punch, it actually is a miss. So, you know, he has to, I think, I'm sorry to say, he has to learn with his junior, Kotua, co- uh, 
who's doing really good at uh, Chelsea, who did great in Athletic Madrid. The biggest skill or the best skill he's got is to catch the ball. I know he's tall. It's very fa- unfair to compare Minola with Kotua, but uh, Minola is a great keeper. But there are a few things that everybody, every Liverpool fan is expecting out of him because we didn't even keep Raina as a backup. Now, we have heard we are linked with Valdez, but I think it would have been great having someone senior figure like Reyna stay back, help us through Champions League. But uh, no, we have Minole and he has to improve with few things, you know. With one goal, we, may, we, we can even lose season and that could have happened last season as well. So, I think uh, uh, defensively, the problem was last time miscommunication and then changing the formation and every time we changed the formation we were leaky at it we were sloppy and once we got going we were really good we weren't that bad even we conceded one two we used to score about four to five so that was a good thing by Brendan I hope he will look into it and he's also become a good manager if you look at the Spurs game you know if it was last season he was just going on attack 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 but now if you see last game after getting three goals he told them to settle down chill out pass keep possession you know don't don't panic and it was a good game as well so you can see even Brendan has matured as a manager I'm sure if we are going to see a lot of uh, tactical changes here that's why we have a very you know, very, very depth squad. We're going to bring in players and surprise uh, the opponents uh, this season for sure. And I'm sure the biggest issue has been addressed when it comes to defence. Have one formation or if the second formation plan B, always ready. You know, kept, keep them practising. If something happens to one player, one injury shouldn't stop us from getting points. And I hope Brendan sticks to that. So, uh, just to add to whatever I said before, We've spoken about the goalkeeper and the back four. But I think the, one of the other most important defensive roles is the holding role, the holding midfielder, which DVG has been doing excellently. He's been coming up with those last-minute crunch tackles and he's been holding midfielders off. He'll be, he's been holding wingers off and he's been communicating with the midfield to compensate if there is any lack of defenders out there. So I think he's been doing a brilliant job. But I think one thing we can explore, although Diamond has been our most reliable formation, has been the most productive as we have seen in the Spurs game, I think considering something to give more cover to the to the back four, something like a double pivot that we have seen some Italian teams use in the past, having two holding midfielders can still work for us. So something like a 4-2-3-1, which gives you more protection to your back four, allows your wing-backs to even explore further, but keeps your midfield intact and your centre-backs uh, will have more defensive cover as well. I think that could work out for us, especially because... We have a lot of the dart of attacking midfielders and wingers in our team. And we have those strikers who can play the lone striker role as well. So 4-2-3-1 formation could also be a solution to our leaky defense. But at, but at the rate that we are going with the diamond and the atta- attacking philosophy, it's completely uh, been breathtaking football. But 4-2-3-1 can be probably one of the solutions to our defensive woes. Yeah, uh, interesting point uh, you uh, brought in there regarding the double pivot. So, uh, yeah, guys, uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. But before that, I'd like to uh, sort of like uh, give a shout out to this question because it is it is really funny. And I think we should end uh, end the the podcast on a good note. Uh, Yeah. So this comes from Dev Kalpa Banerjee. Uh, should Johnson water his flowers in his garden <laughs> <laughs> or watch The Walking Dead come October when Manquio uh, starts ahead of him? So, yeah, 
wrapping up on that note guys Thanks everyone for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow on Twitter at LFC India Talk, and of course there's our Facebook group LFC India. Also do let us know what you'd like to hear us discuss and what you did and didn't like about this podcast. Until next time, this was LFC India Talk. And you didn't answer for that question. <laughs>